everybody, and welcome to the In Between Podcast. Today, I'm here with my father, AJ. Say hello. Hello. And if you don't know me already, I'm Daphne, and I'm 15, and we're having a lovely time on this podcast. Lovely. We have a very special Especially now that we have the recording thing fixed. Yeah, we had some struggles. We were getting really angry about that with our little recording pad. What what do you even call that? It's a, sure, it's a pad. Pad, okay. Anyways, we have a very special guest today. Very special. Would you like to introduce yourself? All the way from... Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Would you like to introduce yourself, ma'am? Well, sure. Um, My name on any given day in this group could be Aunt Sis, or (laughs) Sis, or Teresa. Um, (laughs) Well, there's other names too, but yeah, those are the ones we usually go by for most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. I'm sure there are others that I don't actually ever hear, which is fine with me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, that's right. You are my sister. I, I am your sister. And most some days I think you claim me. And um, I am your older sister. Um, and um, Daphne is my fabulous niece. Well, thank you. Uh, before we get into today's topic, I just want to let you know that you need to like and subscribe. It's right there. Just do it. It's right there. <laughs> you can like and subscribe. And... Also want to remind you that we have our blogs out at the inbetweenpodcast.com. That's right. The inbetween, I don't know. Inbetween. No, inbetweenpodcast.com. No, There's I don't no even, V in there. I don't even know my own website. Inbetweenpodcast.com. You can go there and see lovely uh, blogs, not only from myself, but also from Daphne. It's all and, school. Uh, I was forced to do it. It's not all school. Some of it is things that you've written no, outside of school. No, I don't think there is. Really? Yeah. All of that I wrote for English classes and ended up liking them. So I was like, hmm, no, that's here true. you go. Here's some content. Yeah. And yeah. actually a lot of our podcast topics are based off of some of those writings. So if you want to know more about that, go, go check it out. Absolutely. So today, before we get into our real nitty gritty topic on perfection, which we touched in our last podcast we're going to talk about our last podcast where we asked the question what makes you beautiful that's right and we answered that question with daphne what makes you beautiful your attitude yes excellent attitude don't be salty people get over it (laughs) (laughs) that's right and so we asked aunt sis to uh join us today now you we've we've called her aunt sis why i don't know (laughs) <laughs> Aunt Sis, do you know why? Well, I, I believe I know why, because when you called and told me she was born, you said, we're going to call you Aunt Sis because I only ever call you Sis, and she's never going to hear any other name, and that's who you are. So so I actually said you were going to be Aunt Sis? You did. It was actually an announcement when she was born. Oh, that's funny. I actually, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. I, and Matter of fact, most of what's totally happened that dope. day, uh, I only remember because it's written down in a in a, in, a uh, in notes, like minute by minute. And I've read them. It is the most detailed thing you've ever produced in your life. That's true. It's. You want to know impressive. another funny another funny story about that day is when you called and told me because you'd never told anybody what her name was. We only knew it started with a Z. Was 
I said, and what's your name? And you said, Daphne. And I thought you were joking. And I paused (laughs) and waited and you never said anything else. And I'm like, serious. But I got to tell you, Dee, I can't imagine you being named anything else. I mean, like, you are Daphne. And then, like, who else would you ever be? But then it was a little bit of a shocker. (laughs) And I got to tell you, there is a fantastic blog post. Uh, a, oh, about about her name. My name, That's yeah. Right. She did have to write for school, but it's, it was for, it's pretty awesome. I wrote it recently, and actually, the prompt it was a very confusing assignment because my teacher originally was like, "Write about your names. You know, you have to have the history of your name, and then what it actually means in a bunch of different languages, and all your nicknames, and the ones you like, and the ones you don't, and blah 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 blah." And then he goes, he comes back the next day. He's like, "Everything you've written, scrap that." And I was like, excuse me? I haven't written it anyways. Like, I, I hadn't even started the project. And <laughs> so I was just like, okay, cool. Don't know because, why, but... Because Daphne means procrastination. That is not what it means. <laughs> in but Hebrew, right? Yeah, no. It means victory I in know, Hebrew, it was a joke. Which you will find out and read in the, in the blog post. But he said, just do whatever you want. Like, he's like, I don't like these rules anymore i don't like reading them so just do whatever you want and so i did pretty sure i wrote uh a two-sided perspective narrative kind of story thing about relationships in high school and included my name yep yeah it wasn't it was an interesting thing to write especially considering i wrote it at 11 p.m (laughs) the night before it was due (laughs) so it doesn't mean procrastination no of course not I can't wait to go read it. Oh, you haven't read it? No, she hasn't. No, read but it. I'm gonna. Okay. Well, yeah. Right after this, I'm so, getting on that site. Aunt Sis, you, you uh, have a somewhat unique relationship with uh, with Daphne. Uh, <laughs> why don't you tell the audience about uh, some of your guys' adventures and uh, and what you have done regularly since she was born with her? Well, annually. What- <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. We'll do that. So, um, annually since she was born? Well, since she was four or five, she's come to stay with us at least for a week, if not for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And um, it started when we lived in Bozeman, Montana, and now we live just outside of Portland, Oregon. We actually live in Vancouver, Washington, but it's just across the river. Um, and and this is her second home as far as I'm concerned. You would be correct. Um, <laughs> Um, she comes for camp. She um, and we hang out. And we run around and eat lots of great food um, and try She's to do rolling as many her eyes like as yes. <laughs> My mouth started watering. And was it just last year? I, the years are starting to run together now. And with COVID, you know, nobody can remember when anything happened. But uh, we went to Chicago for a week. That was and proceeded two years to eat ago. our way through. Chicago. Oh, see, I was afraid you were going to say that. Oh, yeah, because this year we did all the. Yeah. food truck stuff in yeah. um, Portland. So, yeah, we try to eat our way through wherever we're at and um, basically as much of Uncle John's money as possible. <laughs> Just spend it all. I am <laughs> apparently not a very cheap person. I apologize to everyone for that. Sorry, Uncle hey, John. Hey, we didn't have I kids, like so we get to spend it on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, I don't have any cousins on her on your side of the family i don't believe not any direct cousins that's at right. least yeah that's because right. you right. don't have children 
That's right. And so I often say, you know, when people ask me if I have kids, I say no, but we have this fabulous niece. She lives in California and we think the sun rises and sets in her backyard. And it does. Well, yeah, it does. <laughs> because that's, it's just sunny in California. That's... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys don't have any furry children either? No? No. No furry children? We got, we got nothing. Yeah. We got nothing. It's the other just thing that... I say besides that about you is that, you know, I do have a six foot seven now, just recently, 60 year old little boy. But other than that, I have man no children. child. <laughs> <laughs> I have a man child. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so we've already peeked into this room one time. Well, to see what we're up to. <laughs> it's funny because now I find myself like I, I'm, I'm referring to you as Aunt Sis, and I guess I probably often do refer to you as Aunt Sis. You do. Um, you do. You, so you don't call her Sis all the time. That's true. You're just Aunt Sis. That's true. Uh, tell us about you. Like, what? Uh, what's kind of your background? What's gone on in your life uh, up to now? I won't say how much older you are than me. But, you know, you're older. <laughs> we'll leave that aside. So you have lots moment. of experience, right? Even though someone recently thought you were the older of the two of us, as I remember. I knew, but, I know. knew you would bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and for your audience, it, the reason we get to the flip side is because years ago, someone asked if I was your mother. So we finally got the tables turned. It took about 20 years, but. Yeah, it wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah. We, oh, so we if both only I was there to, to see moment. that. That would have been the look. I can just see the look on both of your faces. Oh, so, his, so tell his us about you. Absolute joy. Yeah, yeah let's yeah, not okay, talk about that. Me. Let's talk about you. Yeah, let's, let's move on. Yeah. So, what about me? Well, um, so my adult life, um, I have been in the apparel industry. So, the first twenty-five years of my career, I um, worked in the product development world of apparel. Which, for those who don't know much about it, it's I always say I'm not a designer. People always ask that question. I say I'm a curator. So I take designers' ideas. I'm in merchandising and product development, and I make people's dreams come true in the apparel world. And here's what's funny about that is because anytime someone asks me what you do, I'm like, have you seen the movie Devil, Devil Wears Prada? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and I'm like, my sister is the mean lady, only nice, the nice version of that lady. <laughs> That's what she does for a living. Can I see this movie? This wow, like that movie. is a really that's really interesting, but sort of correct. <laughs> Although you're, without, you have changed quite a magazine. bit. Yeah, you have changed quite a bit now, uh, as yeah. far as like what your what your role is now, because because yeah. now you're 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 essentially a salesman. Um, yeah, so I I totally changed careers five years ago, and I sit on the other side of the table. I say now, and I sell apparel. And I specifically sell it to the resort industry, which means any place you would go on vacation and buy a t-shirt, I probably sell to them. So if you've ever been to a national park, you've probably seen some of her t-shirts or styles without even realizing it. Absolutely. Pretty cool. Yeah. Lots of fun. Schnazzy. Schnazzy. Yeah. So <laughs> t-shirts, just they like um, grow like bunnies in my house. I mean, like everywhere you turn, there's a t-shirt. It's, a, it's actually, it's ludicrous. The, nope. the bottom floor has a rack. Every time you walk through the front door, there's a rack. Just literally, I feel like it's about to snap with the amount of t-shirts that are on it. And then you go up the stairs and you just see boxes in the corner and you're like, what are those? And it's the exact same t-shirt over and over again. Yeah. It's just the same That's one. what happens when you work from home these days. <laughs> yeah. And you're yeah. just the sales side. That's, I'm just a sales side now. Yeah. Imagine the artist. So tell us what else you uh, 
some of the places that you've got to travel uh, as a result oh, yeah. of the job and uh, also some of the uh, some of the places you've gotten to live, some of the cool experiences you've had as a result of, of uh, not only the job, but also just uh, enjoying the travel life. Funsies. Yeah, I got to, well, first off, the career started in Alabama, um, which probably doesn't sound like it's quite as exciting or exotic, but. Yeah, we, um, we, we just backtracked just a little, but that's cool. We did. That's fine. Yeah, but we're going to tell you how. All my I friends in Alabama, that. we do love Alabama. It just is that's funny right. because All when you. you hear where she has lived in comparison to Alabama, yeah. uh, which was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> and had a lot of great food. Um yeah, we moved from Alabama to Scotland. So we lived in Europe for five years. And when we were in Europe, um, you know, we got to travel all over the place because, you know, everything is so close. And so Switzerland and Austria and, um, yeah, a little jump. And, yeah, Holland, I mean, you name it, we pretty much covered it on the continent. And then my work started taking me to Turkey and Portugal. Um, and then eventually India and China and uh, really all over the world. Um, those were my big stops. I went, I've probably been to India and China more than most U.S. cities. As a matter of fact, somebody asked me one time, like, if I'd ever been to San Francisco. And at that time, I hadn't. But I'd been to Mumbai, like, 50 times. So I know a lot more about a lot of international cities than I do domestic ones. Interesting. Priorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love to travel. So, so- it's never, never been a bad thing. <laughs> I don't know if there's a quick answer for this or not, but uh, number one, like if you said there's a top travel experience that I've had so far in my life, this is it. What's the number one thing right That's off the top hard. of your head? Like just the, just the first thing that comes to your head. Me thinking about it Australia, for you is hard. Australia sailing trip in the Whitsunday Islands. And the uh, and if I remember uh, those, that's where the water was really clear and the sand oh. was like white, right? Totally. I saw photos. Awesome. Yeah. That was That's very recent too, wasn't that? That was a really recent trip for yeah, your anniversary. That, that, mm-hmm, that was September 2019. That 2019? was bombs. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like last year. That was... See? How See what happens? Wait, it was 2019? <laughs> COVID I, happened. I put 2020 on my, <laughs> on my assignment today and like had a seizure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so flip the flip the flip the side on that and uh tell us number one top worst experience that you can think of right yeah. off the top of your head. <laughs> oh, worst experience. She's got to dig for this one. Oh. <laughs> the bad memories are coming back. <laughs> yeah, it really is. There's a whole trip that just like is a nightmare because of like a hurricane and What? Sleeping in, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just I had a total flashback, but getting stuck in an airport for like 15 hours when we had already been traveling for 20, trying to get home, and they tell us there's one room in the city, and we're in, I think we were in Singapore. We were either in Singapore or Hong Kong, and they proceeded to tell us we were all going to sleep in this one room together, and it was three girls and a guy. And I put on my most prissy conservative hat and said, you do not expect women and men to sleep in the same room. You will find us another home. It wasn't pretty. It was not one of my best moments. But <laughs> That's I was, weird. 
I was I was as kind as I possibly could be while I was as prissy as I possibly could be, <laughs> just trying to get us a second hotel room. I mean, like, I, I couldn't have cared less if somebody slept in the bathtub, but I just wanted everybody to have a bed, and I knew that we were going to be on the floor. It was it was unreal. And, it, I yeah, it was unreal. <laughs> That's probably where I should leave it. <laughs> it was not a good night. <laughs> That's weird that they're willing to let, like, well, all of them. Not a normal the situation, right? But still, it was not a normal situation. That's uncomfortable. We were, yes, and and clearly we were not family. We were three female colleagues and a male colleague. So, but we were all on the same reservation. So they pretty much were like stuff it. And like AJ said, we were. It was not normal circumstances. But yeah, that's probably that sticks out pretty heavily. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of shocked that that was my one of my worst memories now that came to mind. It is kind of funny because I remember, you know, I've heard you tell lots of stories and most of them involve, you know, getting sick in some form or fashion. <laughs> Food poisoning of some sort. Um, so, yeah, I, supp- I suppose the worst experience is really when I had this serious eye glaucoma issue and could have gone blind oh, in the that airplane. Was, yeah, that, that, yeah, that actually On the airplane? I'm surprised that, yeah. I, was that the yeah. Di- uh, eye dilation thing? Yeah. yeah. For yeah. people who the don't know. Eye. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. she has one eye that's very dilated, really, really tiny, and then there's another one that's just normal. <laughs> and so sometimes when you just look at her, it it's just it sticks out like a sore thumb, but sometimes it doesn't. That's the weird thing. Sometimes you notice Ooh. it, and sometimes you don't. And for yeah, some people, I- there's a little fleck, like like a uh, like a. It's weird. It's some kind of what what do you call it? Like not it's, a lot of people can actually, see it. Yeah, not everybody sees it. It's actually from the surgeries I've had. It's the reflection off the lens, the fake lens that's in my eye, and people. Some people can see it, and some people can't. And, and the fact that you can actually still even see out of that eye is like miraculous, yeah, right? Totally miraculous. Actually, what's really miraculous is that I can see out of both because they actually have the exact same issue, the exact same pressures, which were off the charts for the same amount of time, but only one of them blew out and totally misbehaved. And I never, I never even had pain in the other one. And it, I think that's just God's hand in me surviving that day. That's insane. And mm-hmm. like that little fleck thing, mm-hmm. not a lot of people can see it, but I am one of those people that can, and it bothers me <laughs> so bad. It's like, Seeing a hair on your screen, you know those memes where it's like they put a hair on the screen, but it's not actually there. So you're trying to wipe the hair off, but it's not actually there because it's in the screen. Okay, and it's just like, oh. we're going to talk about the obsession for perfection in just a minute. Exactly. Just calm down. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I'm jumping in a little too fast. That was OCD, not perfection. That's two different things. Oh, is it? I hit the mic. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> just punch it. Um. Oh, it is kind of the same thing, actually. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell us, um, you when when we talked to you before, we we told you that we were what we were the topic that we were going to be discussing, and mm-hmm. uh, wanted you to think about some things before before you came on. And um, I know that, um, well, our dad was awesome, first of all, and yeah. uh, not everybody gets to know him, but they get to know him a little bit through us, right? And so there's probably some, maybe some stories uh, that you, that Daphne isn't aware of, or there may be some Most things that, that, um, that uh, she's, uh, she's not aware of about dad. And so, um, you know, the question, what makes you beautiful? I always feel like 
in some ways comes from dad, like just the mm-hmm. way that he influenced my life, obviously. And for those of you who don't know, uh, our father passed away when I was 16. What were you? Oh, do we oh, want to tell how old you were? We just told it. Yeah, there you, there you go. Um, so, uh, different, different stages in life, but affected us both, uh, equally and, 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 and in different ways. Um, so tell me like, what was, what was dad like to you? Um, what was your impression of him? And then also, um, uh, what was his approach to this question, uh, that we talked about last week? Well, he, for me, um, you know, I think the question initially that you kind of posed was, um, just to tell, tell him, tell people about him. He, for me, he was absolutely the most stable person on earth. Like he, his feathers couldn't really be ruffled. I mean, he was almost never angry except for when he tried to stop smoking, <laughs> um, nice. which he did attempt a few times, um, was never very successful at that. But I don't um, know if you remember was, one time that I took the car. Do you remember that? <laughs> I've when heard I, when this I was like 14 or 15. Many a time. Maybe maybe, um, I, maybe, I, maybe even younger. Like I took the car downtown and bought drinks. We lived in a really small town. So mm-hmm. uh, for, for kids to like drive a car, wasn't necessarily like crazy. Wasn't it like 20 miles to the nearest police station or something Uh, like that? 25 to the sheriff's department. That's right. So (laughs) yeah. And and it was a farming community. Yeah. Yeah. So that was as angry as I ever remember him being is that I took the car and cause I thought mom told me it was okay. And dad was mad at mom. Well, clearly you were incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he just he was just chill. He didn't get upset about much. And I mean, the fact that we can only remember a couple of times, I mean, between right. the two of us. Um, and he was patient as Job. I mean, just and he was kind. I mean, he was one of those guys that you just would always have been able to count on. Um, he would have been there for anyone. Um one of the things I I will never forget, I mean, obviously his funeral is indelibly engraved on my memory because a lot of weird things happened that day. But, um, the, the pastor who was speaking at the time said, started describing this person. And I thought they were describing dad. And at the end, this, the pastor said, you thought I was describing Calvin Fagan, but I was describing Jesus Christ. I, I like literally gasped because I just, he really was that guy. Um, I mean, certainly he wasn't perfect, which, um, because he was human, but, um, he was, he was as pretty close as I think you probably get with a dad. Yeah. Um, and for me as a girl, the whole beauty question, he was, um, he told me all the time how beautiful I was. And, um, one of the two very distinct memories, one was when I was in total teenage dorkiness that, you know, from my perspective, I remember walking down the stairs. I could even tell you what I had on and I knew that I did not look good. And he proceeded to tell me how beautiful I was. And he truly meant it. I mean, he was not like trying to make me feel good. And I remember thinking, I know it's not true, but it really sounds good hearing it. And I'm going to choose to believe it. And I think it's actually, I feel like a turning point in my life because I don't ever remember being anything but self-confident from that point forward i mean i was a pretty self-confident kid anyway but i think so that that's was where i got that from encouragement i, I absolutely d you totally have that <laughs> totally 
And the other thing is that um, for me, he always treated me with, I, I don't even know what the right word is, but here's the example. Mom always got flowers for Valentine's Day and he always sent me flowers too. And they were sent, you know, he didn't bring them home. Um, you know, they were delivered or, I mean, even if he did bring them home, she got a big bouquet and I got something small, but it was the value. And that was that I was a value. And, um, it was actually one of the hardest parts after he died was that, um, for me was Valentine's day because I never got flowers for my dad anymore. Well, that's really sad. <laughs> yeah, that's really depressing. That. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't but heard he, that one before. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I told your dad, I, it's something that came to mind as soon as I saw the question and I, it just really struck me like that, how important that was to me. I mean, he's been gone over 30 years and it like hit me like a, a wall yeah. thinking about it, but it said what my value was. It wasn't, you know, it, that's yeah. Yeah. Very well, cool. That was deep. Yeah. So his influence on me from that perspective, I mean, I feel like it really is a huge part of who I am. Incredibly so. Uh, we did have a awesome dad. There's no question about that. Um, Sounds like it. Yeah. And for me, it's like, oh, that's big shoes to fill. You know, I gotta be, <laughs> I gotta be that guy, right? You are that guy. You're, you're <laughs> doing pretty well for well, my standards, anyway. This is. Fun. I would did it. I would ditto that from looking on the outside. Yeah. Well, we're going to take it now to uh, the question of the day. And uh, I guess if it's even really a question, that is really what's perfection? How do you define it? And uh, what's it look like? And um, one of the reasons why we ask Aunt Sis to be a part of this and to talk about this particular topic is because she has worked in that world. I've literally uh, been with her. Uh, at fashion shows oh and, yeah I uh, forgot about and that and got to be a part of that and seeing how that all goes down and uh, help make one of those happen facilitate it and um, so one of the reasons why I wanted to ask her to be a part of this is because she's she sees this drive for perfection firsthand we and and, and we've watched it with her uh, in her career like you know, getting getting uh, clothing perfect, getting the the right models, getting everything to look you know a certain way. Uh, your your um, your degree in college even uh, was all about um, setting up storefronts, right, and making everything look right and um, uh, that sort of thing, right? College am I, am I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're textile totally and right. apparel you're management, totally right. right? Is your is your degree? That, which I, that is exactly what my degree is. Well done, textile and apparel management. Yeah, what was it's your all degree? about biblical oh. studies. Oh, oh, right. I forgot you went to a Bible college. That's right. I was like, you don't have a normal degree, do you? <laughs> like a like. <laughs> no, it's not normal. <laughs> I was just like, what were you in? Like, what did you plan to do? All right, back to Ansys here. Sorry, apologies. I just (laughs) didn't know. Yeah, so yeah, my I have totally been in the the perfection in that beauty world, um, where you know you're always striving to look your best and really just constantly striving. You know, the right color, the right fit, the right. And like you said, the right models, the right images in marketing, um, all to strive to be the absolute 
perfect image and which is not possible. <laughs> right? Yeah. So how how did that that particular industry like and in dealing with that? How mm-hmm. how did you deal with that? Um, you know, I used to feel pretty um I tell you, we it actually within our own group like uh, from a development standpoint, it can be pretty intimidating because we bring in outside designers, you know, everybody thinks they're an expert and, uh, and, you know, in today's world, we'd say influencer and it can be pretty intimidating to work around some of these people who are dressed in the nines, whose hair is always coiffed, who, you know, is known in certain industries. I actually remember, um, walking through a store in New York with a very well-known designer who, um, I was taking some notes and, you know, just mentally, you know, processing what we were seeing because we were looking at, you know, the industry and what was going on. And he said that I was embarrassing him. <laughs> um, people because knew you were him taking notes I, or what? Yes. Yes. And I, who is he? I will literally beat the snot out of him. <laughs> wow. Whoever it is, I'm sorry. That is the most jerk thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yes, so I was stupid. not behaving appropriately for him. Um, oh. So I always found it um, sort of, I think we were so grounded growing up where we did, you know, in, I, I'm, you know, say rural America, farmland USA is how I often describe it when somebody asked me where I grew up and, you know, that we knew what real life was like. And so I sometimes had to kind of giggle inside at how uptight people got about things that were just, they're not important, but they were so important to them. And it's, you know, when I even think about the definition of perfection, like everybody's definition is so different. I personally just don't think it can be achieved. So it is irrelevant. (laughs) how, How do you define it? Well, true perfection is I just not this side of heaven. I mean, true perfection, it depends on if you're talking about something that you make or an experience. I mean, like you could have, quote unquote, the perfect day. You could have the perfect meal, which is something you make, or you could have the perfect outfit, which is something someone else made and you put together. So there's so many ways that we use the word. um, But as far as the perfection of beauty, beauty is is on the inside and what's on the outside is just it's so irrelevant (laughs) (laughs) and it's just not who we are you know this all you know certainly I'm getting older and what I'm really learning is this outside has no relevance to what I feel on the inside like I still feel like I'm 35 I'm not (laughs) right and so that you know that constant desire to be quote-unquote perfect and have the perfect hair and the perfect skin the perfect outfit is just it's just not realistic and it's not it's such a waste of time (laughs) well is there a perfect meal a perfect what meal no because it could always just be slightly better (laughs) (laughs) for those of you who don't know uh aunt sis and i are obsessed with food (laughs) going into this and uh, and we have uh, we have uh, been a part of some incredible meals, have we not? We have absolutely um, no question. Some incredible meals, but at the same time, it's just like she said. You know, we used to be so thrilled with a steak. You know, as teenagers from the from uh, from oh, good gracious! Uh, what was the name of that place? What was the name of that place? 
it was some dumb dumb, you know, a chain restaurant, yeah. you know, uh, where you get a steak from a chain restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Oh, good. Gracious. But it was a really good chain restaurant. Yeah. Oh, ste- steak and ale. That was one of the ones that, that I know was that it. we like to go steak to. Steak and yeah. ale. That yeah. was the one. Oh yeah. And now it's like you look back on steak and ale and go, man, there's just so no. there's like a hundred other places. <laughs> <laughs> So perfection well, actually, is always, a, it's always a, it's like yeah. moving, right? Totally. And that's why, I mean, it's, I don't think it's a real concept. It's, I think it's more that we're all striving for excellence, but not perfection. Well, that actually, I mean, we can't, we can't be perfect. That actually is great because our next question was, is there a difference between excellent and per- excellence and perfection? So, and I think there absolutely is a difference between that. That's what I would say in, in my industry and even when we're developing a product is that I would say I would strive for is I want to do the best that I can and I want to excel and I want, I want to, and even again, we talk about, if we're talking about physical beauty, which I think was, you were talking about the general word beauty last week, but I'm going to always strive to take good care of myself and I'm going to excel to do my best, but I'm not ever going to be perfect. Sure. And, um, we can always do more, um, no matter what we're doing, whether it's our work or it's our food prep or it's our beautiful meal that we created, but, <laughs> but it will never be perfect. Yeah. And I mean, considering all of this like personal opinion on perfection and excellence, how do you think that contrasts to how the fashion industry and how all your work defines perfection compared to how you do? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, I think my industry as a whole is always trying to create a new perfection because, I mean, in all honesty, it's all about what sells, you know? So, Oh, you have um, to remarket perfection. I never thought about that. Exactly. There's always to be a new level. Yeah. And so you know, what, what perfection was five years ago, as far as a look or an attitude or, um, is totally different today. And so you are constantly remarketing the world's version. Of and the crazy, the crazy part about that to me is you, you've actually, we've talked this about this before that, uh, like, I don't know who decides it, but there's like a, there's like a next season's color choice, right? Yeah, yeah totally. Right. It's like, where does that come from? Like, yeah, it actually comes from a couple of very, very well-known color sources. They're actually companies that people pay to figure out what next season's colors are. And it's like anything. It's kind of like today's news. You repeat it enough, it becomes true. And so if you, <laughs> if you have three major color sources that say, you know, the next great color is mauve, and so is that why for the like the last five years people. we've been stuck with pastels? <laughs> totally, absolutely. We haven't been stuck with pastels. <laughs> I don't know what we're stuck color with. He's thinking about. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. If you color. tell it, you tell everybody that's the color, and then we all repeat it to our mm. customers, and our customers repeat it to their customers. Guess what? It's true. See, I thought it was like I hear like I see all these websites and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, what's gonna be like." in season next year or fall of 2022 or whatever. Is that literally like, it's just companies that that's all they do. That's absolutely what they do. That's insane. Influencers influencing. That's freaky. That's exactly what it is. 
influencers influencing other influencers. And we're all looking to the same top end influencers in color and design. And then if you look at those top 12 people and those top four color sources, guess what? You know what we're all going to be wearing in the next two years. Well, I'd like to take this into my own hands because I hate what they've been choosing the last couple of years. They got no style. Well, it's, Sorry. it's, it's really fascinating actually to me. Cause when I really started thinking about it, it's actually a little it's unnerving. Yeah. yeah. It's like how they have so much control over that. Well, and how, how many times, uh, in other, I mean, we're talking about one product, the clothes we wear, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, but how many times has that multiplied over other products and, um, other no. thoughts and like, you know, body image and uh, how, like, how you do so, your hair. It's and, so precise. It's like mm-hmm. calculated. And like, how far out is it calculated? Like, mm-hmm. that's, I don't like that. Well, I think what's interesting, though, in today's world, which is that you have so many other influencers where you have social media and you have, you know, whatever is cool with your crowd, Daphne. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to be old and say some platform that probably doesn't even exist, but you know, you have all those people, you're watching YouTube videos that show you how to do your hair different. You know, it used to be TikTok. you had 20. There you go. You used to have 10 sources for that information. Now there's 200 sources. So there are more influencers, which is why I think there's more diversity, which is why, you know, some groups have blue hair and some groups have long curly hair um, because they're all watching different influencers. But you can see who is influenced by who, by the way they dress and by the way they do their hair. Interesting. Wow. And it's funny because, like, I'm thinking back to, like, you and me walking around stores and all this stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. this entire thing is, like, so embedded in your brain. Like, every time we're shopping for clothes, it's just, like, the fashion industry, like, posh, posh? Posh Aunt Sis comes out and she's just like, oh, I love this fabric, this color. And you just like go full, like, I know everything about clothing mode. And I'm just like, because like, to me, you were like, like, you were like top tier, most fashion person ever. Like, you know everything. And then there's this guy who's like, you're embarrassing me. Okay. Hush, dude. The funny thing is, if your audience could see me, is I'm like not a fashionista. Um, it's the I'm funny thing this. is, like cardigans are the thing for yeah, you. I'm, yeah, I was gonna say if you were to define me by my clothing, I wear a cardigan. <laughs> and They're John thinks I'm not even in my correct clothing. He's like, "Where's your cardigan?" I mean, like, there's got to be a cardigan on. So, but hey, well, that's at least my hey, at least right? we've we've advanced from shawl to okay, cardigan, right? But- some of those Absolutely. cardigans are like <laughs> high end. Whatever she does have is not cheap. I've se- I've seen your closet. I own some things. She literally this. Okay, so this is like the kind of now. Level be careful she's here. What you got to be nice. I'm, what you're saying? No, yeah. I'm, I'm. Be careful. It's totally nice. Is there was this. Uh, it was. It's like a type of shawl kind of thing that had like sleeves. But it was oh, still yeah. like a shawl, and it was this yeah. like dark green color. And I think you said you bought it in like New York or something. London it came from London. See, this is how much I know. <laughs> Le- and like it came from a big city. It yeah, can work. I thought it was so cool, and I was just 
like, oh, wow, this is really pretty. This is really comfortable. The very nice soft fabric. And you're like, yeah, just take it. I'm like, what? <laughs> just take it. I thought this was expensive. Was it expensive? I didn't, I didn't doesn't wear matter. it. Doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm pretty and sure you told me. And I didn't actually, uh, no. Anyway, I didn't tell you, but it doesn't matter. I didn't wear it. So <laughs> it looks great on you. So she didn't even wear it. She was like, here you I go. I didn't wear it. And it looks cute on you and you like it. So why shouldn't you have it? And it should leave my closet. We're sorry, Uncle John. It's yes, we are. The amount of jewelry I have from you, I swear, my entire jewelry collection. All is right, all right, all right. It's so cool, though. I'm just saying. It's it interesting cool. because of how it affected her daily life. That's what I'm trying to get at is like it, it affects. And here's the, yeah. here's the really interesting thing I think about all that, uh, that what Daphne's just described is that. <laughs> you don't hang any value on any of exactly. that stuff. Like it's not a big part of her or her pers- no. personality. No, not Because that's not perfection to you. That's not, that's not what uh, beauty is even, right? No, no, not in any way, shape or form. That's just a nice ensemble. <laughs> See, but she it's even not, says it ensemble. doesn't define me. <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out nice outfit, you know, but no, that doesn't, explain it all but yeah i don't it doesn't hold any value the interesting thing is you know um daphne and i kind of have this thing that every time she comes i have my jewelry hanging up in my closet and i'd made this thing where it kind of hangs from these like four or five like wooden bars and none of it is like expensive jewelry you know it's just it's just fun jewelry but what's really fun about it is every time she's here she looks at it we talk about it it's all because it's about memories and experiences because they all came from somewhere. Yeah. I don't buy anything because I needed a pair of silver hoops. Um, I buy it because it was somewhere I was or something that I loved. And so almost everything I have has a memory of an experience. It's not the thing. It's the experience that was attached to it. And it's, it's I mean, it's the same for food with you and I. Yeah. I was going to, not, not just food. I, I actually was going to say, you know, I've had the opportunity to travel in a lot of places. And, um, and as a result, one of the things that I knew I watched you do over the years, particularly with Scotland, I think was, uh, the big, um, Oh, figurine that you have of Edinburgh castle in your, in your house. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Those figurines are so really cool. cool. And and you always have kind of collected trinkets like that. I would, I hate to even call them trinkets cause they're cooler than trinkets, but you've uh, always, yeah. Mo- yeah, go ahead. You always collected things from different places that usually are somehow associated to the place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And and so that's one of the things that I actually started doing when we traveled is like when we would go wherever we went, like uh, El Salvador, I brought home a, a glass bowl because there was a glass maker there that was uh, in, in particular, you know, really, really good. Uh, I know... Belgium, we brought home lace. Uh, I think we even brought home a little pottery from there. I know I brought home pottery from Poland. Um, just various places. Like each one of these things meant something at the time. Uh, even I think I don't. Don't you have a spoon that I? Well, yeah. That's a whole other story in of itself. But <laughs> that yeah, I got is. from somewhere else and and yeah. uh, ended up giving it away at our alumni banquet back home. Right, mm-hmm. and to yeah. to the person who traveled the farthest, which turned out to be sis. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so I, I gave you that and i think does it say where it's from do you remember you um, i actually don't remember it's somewhere in mexico i think or Kos- I was no say it was a missionary Kosovo? No. 
anyway, it was Latin American country. Anyway, <laughs> not the point. The point is, is that you, you know, in those things mean something to me because of the places that I've been. And it's just like you're saying. And, and I think part of what dad instilled in us too was that stuff doesn't really have value, even though that's how most of everyone around us defines the perfect life, right? Yeah. Stuff yeah. doesn't have value until you give it value. Yeah. So. And so when you make your life all about attaining the perfect thing, the perfect house, the perfect car, the perfect whatever it is, um, mm-hmm. you know, people get wrapped up so much in that. And if there's, if you're listening today and, and, and there's anything that I could challenge you to is that don't become so driven towards things and towards achieving the best that you can be or the most that you can be for the, for the sake of pleasing someone else. Do those things uh, because that they, they, just like she said, you're trying to achieve excellence, not because you're, you're, you find value in that thing in and of itself. Um, right. Work towards making that your, your, your life goal, uh, because you want to be the best, not necessarily because that's something that defines you or, or makes you valuable. Yeah. You know, one of my college friends said once that you should never love anything that can't love you back. And, um, I took it to heart. She was talking about selling a house at the time, but I've always thought about that. You know, if the house burned down tomorrow and everything was gone, I wouldn't be a different person. I would just have less stuff. And um, it wouldn't make me less perfect or, um, you know, my life less anything. Um, it would just, you know, it would be a, a bump in the road that, you know, have to be dealt with. Um, but it doesn't change who I am. I, I didn't lose my life in the fire. You know, right. I just lost the house, which has the stuff. Um, John asked me years ago, I, I called him once. I wanted to buy this really expensive stupidly expensive bowl in Turkey. And, um, and yeah, and I admit it, I, by the way, I didn't buy the bowl, but when I called and said, you know, I wanted to buy this thing and I told him how much it was 30 years. When I think about it, it was 28 years ago. When I think about how much I was willing to spend in for this bowl, I can't even imagine what it would cost now. But, um, and he goes, and at that time, all of the nieces and nephews on his side were all toddlers. And he's like, if what if one of the kids pulled that off on the floor, what would you do? And I said, I would go, Oh, the bowl broke. And he's like, as long as you're okay with that. And it also was a defining moment for me that I reminded me that they are just things and they to never hold on to them. You know, you, they are just, it's the memories that are attached to them. It's not the stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, pretty well said right there. Um, I was just, the entire time you were talking about, uh, I was thinking about some earrings that you gave me recently. They're currently my favorite pair of earrings and they're these little, uh, kind of tarnished hoops. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I leave they're them, from India. I leave, they're from India and I leave them tarnished because I just think it looks like an antique thing that came from your house and that's the only way I ever knew it is like mm-hmm. antiqued and kind of roughed up and it's like it's cool to just have that i'm like oh this is like my aunt went to india how cool is that right you know and so every time i wear them people point them out because they're like oh aren't they like a little tarnished or aren't they a little dirty i'm like yeah but i like them like that and it strikes up a conversation and that's like part of the reason why i have some stuff because it has a value or it has a purpose like 
that's part of the reason why I wear some of the t-shirts that I do. I have a couple t-shirts and stuff from camps that I've gone to. And every time I wear them, almost every time somebody asks about them because they read it and they're like, oh, what is that camp? And I'm like, well, let me tell you. I'd love to tell you about that camp. Yeah. So I thought it was, that was a cool way to put it. Well, thank you all for listening. It's been a great time just sitting here. Talking with the Aunt Sis. Talking with the Aunt Sis. <laughs> the Aunt Sis. The Aunt Sis. <laughs> I just wanted to remind you all, hit the like and subscribe button. You know, have some fun with that. Go read some of our blog posts if you want a little more information. Inbetweenpodcast.com. In between, not the, just inbetweenpodcast.com. And yeah, check us out. Get in, get to know us a little more. We also want to say thank you so much, Ansys, for coming and being thank a part you. of our podcast because uh, you bring great stuff to it, and uh, we really enjoy talking with you. And we're got to have her back because she has incredible stories. Oh man, <laughs> so many, so many. One day you stories. can just ask her about apricots if you want. Oh, oh. <laughs> See? That's a bad one memory. word is all it took. Just one word. <laughs> thank you so much. It was fun. Thanks, guys. To all you yeah, listening out there, so if there is something that you would like to uh, hear us talk about, we would love for you to uh, put it in there. Yeah. Comment leave, on leave it. Let comment. us know uh, what you'd like to hear, and we would love to uh, address some of your questions in the future. Have a great night. Bye bye. <laughs>